the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Bring it on! Oh, MJ, mm. it's rare that we come in on a Sunday night we're both happy with our team's performance. Well, how many years has it been, do you, do you think, that Collingwood and Brisbane have both had a win on the same day? I reckon it was 2003. It was around then. Probably. It's been a Probably. while. It's been a long, long time. But, geez, it puts you in a good mood when you get a win. It really does. You just want to watch everything. You want to mm. see what uh, Jared and Robbo have to say on... On uh, on 360. Yeah, and the replay of the Collingwood West Coast game has yeah, been on tonight. You're turning your head a lot to check out the screen. I'll, I'll probably watch Talking Footy, Footy Classified. <laughs> you watch Talking Footy? On the couch. I'll watch them all tomorrow You know night. you've played well if you're watching Talking <laughs> Footy. But I'll tell you what, up at the Gabba, that's what happens yeah. when a movable force meets a stoppable object. That were <laughs> two very average teams. I didn't get it. to see much of that game, but no good. Uh, look, we were up by 56, and I'll mm. take that. But uh, to steal yeah. the win, I'm pretty happy. We've got a big show coming up. Yep. We're going to talk footy first. And then we're. Have you been watching the surfing over at J Bay? I definitely haven't. Well, we're going to talk to the Australian creator of the Shark Shield. Shark Shield. It's very interesting. No, you've you've actually swung me. It's quite an interesting. It's going concept. to be good. And then we've got Liam Flanagan, Triple M Footy Caller, who's been planning some interesting things in the weeks that we've been off. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a funny chat. So he's going to tell us about that. But that's all coming up soon on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. But first, Footy Will. Footy. Jeez, look at the smile on your face. Go Lions. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. And as we mentioned in the opener there, Will, it's good to be back. It is good to be back, MJ. And there was some entertaining footy today. GWS, mm. are they cooked? They look cooked. I don't think they're going to storm home. They, they, they're missing just too many important players. Well, I think they're picking from about 27 players. Essentially, yeah. Whereas you look over at Port Adelaide, who have almost got a full list. Yeah, clean bill. So a no team, no matter how good you are, and GWS obviously have the most talented list in the league. Yep. No team's going to win when you've got that little players to select from. Yep, and it looks like Dylan Sheil is going to be out with a busted shoulder. He's got troublesome shoulders, but another yep. big name they're going to lose almost certainly is Toby yeah. Green. Toby Green again. What a little grub. Bringing the UFC back to the AFL. Oh, he just loves little punches to people's faces. Like, he's got to pull his head in. I'm happy with sort of... If, if you do it once a year, I reckon. Yeah. And then you <laughs> want... and then yourself. And then wind yourself in and then apologise and don't yeah. do it again. It's like... like I, I don't think... Bug's going to come back and punch anyone. Yeah. Like, he's learned his lesson. We all move on. So you're saying it's like quitting cold turkey. He's got to, like, allow yourself one. Yeah, exactly. Just ease your way off. Yeah. Because at the moment, he's full-blown addicted. Yeah, he, he is. He can't stop himself he from is. punching he... people in the face. <laughs> and he did it, of course, to Rance today. Yeah. It was your classic jumper punch. Mm. Rance was just talking to him, getting in his head. And, he's... and the AFL are cracking down on it. They've said oh. they're cracking down on it. It's just dumb footy. It's not, and it's not like it was a little cheeky behind play one. There were mm. umpires. All the cameras were on him. Yeah. If you're Leon Cameron, you'd be... Losing your mind. Well, we just listened off air to the press conference. We were debating whether or not to play, but it was pretty boring. But he did sound <laughs> like, he did sound a bit like a disappointed dad. Yeah, uh, we don't need to play it. No, we yeah, don't. Need it was to play. all it was pretty token. But yeah, but there was one press conference that was interesting, and that was last night. Now, yep. did you spot the video blew up on social media after the AFL posted it last night? Yep, over at the Hawthorne Dockers game. Yep. Now it was Sicily. Yeah, James Sicily, everyone's least favourite player. <laughs> he's another, he's well, another even, one. Even his teammates. <laughs> oh, he's a really mm, unlikable bloke on he, the field. I'm sure he's lovely. Off no, it. Off if, it. He's if great. If you're listening, James, I don't hate you. He, as a he's person. a good cook, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's a great player. Helps old ladies across the, the field. Street. Yeah. yeah. But on the field, he's. Mm. Hayden Ballantyne, I believe, was uh, the ball was at his feet and he's just kicked it up instinctively mm. going for goal. It's hit him square in the face. <laughs> James Sicily, that is. Yeah. Falcon. Sicily didn't like it. And he's 
the I think it went through for a behind eventually, mm. and he's turned to the umpire and he's had it, he's torn shreds off the umpire. Mm. For, I don't know what the umpire like. <laughs> is that illegal for someone yeah. to accidentally kick it in your yeah. face? And then his um his teammate Jure's come over and just said, hey, mate, hey, the, the game's going. Cool your jets, cool bro. Your jets, we've got a game to play. Chill here. out. And he's turned to his teammate and torn shreds off him. <laughs> yeah. He was leaving no stone unturned oh. in terms of the shred tearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shred tearing yeah. it was absolutely going nuts so mm. I don't know what's your take on that do you think it's oh uh, it was great you like that yeah I loved it turning on teammates and I'll tell you who else liked it Alistair Clarkson he was his take on it post match okay. yeah I think his sister's got belted in the in the scone with the footy and you know, he's a little bit uh, away with the fairies for a, for a time or two but I think love the fact that one of our players was coming in to try to help him settle down and get uh, get composed and get back into the game again so um yeah, I reckon that's really good leadership from uh, from from Jure and I love the passion of Sicily, so yeah, it's full fine. Cla- See, Clarko loved it. Yeah, that's the happiest he's been in a couple of years. <laughs> I reckon Clarko. He'd encourage more of it. Yeah, he had a big smile on his face. He want, he loves that passion. Turn on each other. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Teammates leave no one alone. I think it looked very bad. No, I love that I kind know. of passion on the field. I'm not going to disagree with Clarko. Mm. Now, one more thing I wanted to play for you. Yep. Now, you're a Collingwood supporter. I am. Yeah. You're not going to deny that to me. No, I'm not. Especially not today. Listeners. It was a very. I'm very happy with that win. We a very proud win in the history of the Collingwood Football Club. And you're a Brisbane supporter. Oh yeah, mate. We're, we've had a very good afternoon. The two of us. Great Arvo. But it didn't look great for a lot of that game against West Coast. No, it didn't. I thought was, I um, almost because uh, we, we were watching it at the pub and we asked hmm. to switch it back to the Collingwood game. We'll just see the end of it during the halftime break. Yep. And you stormed home. And I, I seriously, when you hit the front, I couldn't believe it. Well, Collingwood were two players down for the, most of the second half after Varco went down about two or three minutes into the third quarter. Yep. Um, and no, historically, when you're two players down and the rest and there's yep. uh, no injuries on the other team, it leaves you a very, very disadvantaged. And a field and on a, on a ground like Eddie had when mm. it's just pinging around. Yeah. And anyway, you were producing that game for Triple M. With, yeah. Uh, was. Uh, Howie and Schwatter were calling that, yep. and I think Duck was in there. Yep. Now, the reason I know this is because someone's told me to listen to the audio. Now, you're at the back of the box trying to do your job. Well, you should have been I'm doing sorry, your I'm not job. Sure yeah, what are you, I don't know where this is going. I've heard you were barracking. No. Nah, nah, I think nah. you were distracting the commentary team, and I think <laughs> you were getting overly passionate when you were trying to... You were in a professional environment, and I yeah. think you went over the top. Uh, Com- any thoughts, comments? Yeah, no, I'll completely deny all of that. <laughs> no, I was, I was all fine. All right, here we go. Play the tape. I was fine. 14, 27 to play. The frustration in the back row from our non-impartial producer MJ. Again, he gets a bit feisty when the pies are playing. Well, damn, might have to get called into Lee Simon's office just to straighten things up. You've got to be impartial when you turn up here. Shannon Hearn plays on by foot. You said if the pies lose, there'll be no post-game interviews. That's the last thing I heard as it goes across the boundary line. Show some decorum, MJ. This is a professional environment. Yeah, pretty hard to deny that. You can't deny anything. I yeah, know. It's, no, it's there for all to hear. <laughs> I did I did say to Howie that if Collingwood loses, there'll be no post-match interviews. That is disgraceful behaviour. It was a good threat. I heard you were yelling ball in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I did, a few times. Not good. But in the end, Collingwood won. We had 12 interviews post-game. Yeah. Went for about an hour and a half. It yeah, was well brilliant. Done. You got them home. <laughs> Go Pies. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. Now, Will, it's great to see Australian companies doing great things on the world stage. Oh, absolutely. And all eyes this week have been on Jay Bay. Have you watched much of the surfing, Will? Now, you know I'm not a huge surfing man personally. Mm. But oh, I, I have. Uh, you are. And yeah. you, you keep track of it like no one else. But oh. there There's has been... been... great offshores there at Jay Bay this week. <laughs> has there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a massive surfing man. Yeah. But there has been in the shark department. Mm. Now, of course, Jay Bay was the place where Mick Fanning was infamously 
caught in an encounter with a shark. Yep, I think attack. I think we can say. Can it. we say attack? Well, he, his leg rope was attacked. Yeah, he was startled by mm. a shark. But it, if you've got a shark within a media view, it's an attack. I it think. is. And anyway, Mick Fanning was almost caught up in a similar scenario again. Mm. There was sharks circling around the J Bay area. Yeah. There was amazing footage of one of the surfers in the lineup, and you could see a shark. And prob- I don't think it was a great white, but you could see it jump and break the surface out yep. the back about, you know, 30, 40 metres off the surf. Yeah. And so the re- reason we're talking about that now is an Australian company called Shark Shield, mm-hmm. which I, th- I, I presume does what its name suggests. Shields from Sharks. Shields from Sharks. <laughs> has been, is being used at J-Bay to keep the sharks away from the contestants. It certainly has. And we have the CEO of Shark Shield, Lindsay Lyon, on, on the line now to find out a bit more about Shark Shield and how it all works. G'day, Lindsay. G'day guys, how are you going? Now tell us about, was this introduced in Jay Bay as a result of the Mick Fanning shark attack from a few years ago? Yeah, look, the WSL have been looking at what they can do since that event to, you know, mitigate the risk of, uh, of a shark encounter and to, uh, you know, just risk mitigation strategies to keep the surface safe out in the water. So they first actually put it in at the Margaret River Pro that was held earlier this year. Uh-huh. So. It's fitted to the. It's actually normally designed to fit on a surfboard. It's called the Shark Shield Freedom Plus Surf, mm-hmm. but uh, we've managed to figure out how to fit it onto a jet ski. So we put them onto the jet ski, and then if a Mick Fanning type event occurs, the jet ski can arrive on the scene and deter the shark away, and then recover the person or use the Shark Shield to shepherd the shark out to sea. So there was fairly dramatic footage of Mick getting pulled from the surf because of a shark scare a couple of days ago. Was the shark shield being used then? Yes, it was on the jet skis at J-Bay. Wow. Absolutely. And so how's it work? Yeah. Well, look, it's pretty simple, really. Sharks have got exactly the same senses that you and I have to find food, you know, sight, sound, smell. Um, but they have a sense that we don't have. They have these little gel-filled electrical receptors in their snout, and they use that... <laughs> The same as the way you and I would use touch in the dark. So it's it's only 50 centimetres away and ah. they can sense the electrical field off a living creature. Every living creature gives off an electrical field, as tiny as it is. Yep. So, for example, you might see a stingray swimming along the bottom, dig down into the sand and find a crab. That's how it found it. It, it sensed the electrical field the crab gave off. Mm. So all we do is we create this very powerful electric field thousands times more than what they're expecting, yep. causes those little gel-filled sacs to spasm uncontrollably and turns them away. You can, you can physically see their faces contort when they hit the field. So, because the Western Australian government, they've been part of some controversial uh, shark culling practices of late. I assume that you guys are against a practice like that? Well, look, as a company, we don't make a policy statement, you know, because yeah. if we say we're against shark culling, everyone goes, yeah, of course you are. You want more sharks. Yeah. yeah. You know, personally, mm. uh, my opinion is the human track record on the environment is pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we're not very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, look, the previous government, which was a liberal government, uh, what the Labor government, the current government said is, listen, mm. there's been 15 shark attacks over the last 15 years. 13 of those fatalities have been surfers or divers. The only way to protect a surfer and diver is to give them a personal deterrent. Yep. A net, culling, drum lines will not have helped those people. Mm-hmm. 
So that's you, logical. Now there are plans to expand it. What about what about you create like a real massive one that you can put at the beach? Yeah, yeah, just like of, a nuclear one that just knocks out everything <laughs> yeah, within yeah, a kilometer, like it covers the whole east coast or something. <laughs> yeah, go nuke, go yeah. nuke. <laughs> send go all the sharks. Donald, go to Donald Trump policy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Or the Kim Jong Il. Send, send yeah, all the sharks to Hawaii. Yeah, that's a better example. Yeah, so how, look, yes. We've, we've, we've developed, a, in fact, uh, I'm just presenting, there's a Senate inquiry into shark mitigation and deterrence, and they have another hearing in Perth where I'm presenting, they've invited me back to present again. We've got a new technology called Ocean Guardian, mm, and it mm. does exactly what you said. It has the ability, at this point in time, we believe, to deter sharks at a 100-metre diameter. Gee whiz, Whoa. that's the whole flag distance. Yeah, it's that's... huge. It's huge. And, and it really is huge as a technology breakthrough because it's based on 20 years of existing knowledge and research. So, you know, it's not like science mm. fiction. This is science and we've got the product right in our hands and we're testing it. Um, and it, it, look, it could, it could replace every single shark net in Australia. It really mm. could. Well, it's, it's just a, a see-through shark net. Yeah. Exactly correct. So the shark swims along. They get, a, you know, starts to get more and more discomfort the closer they get. They get to a certain amount of pain threshold. They go, look, whatever's there, I don't want it. Not worth it. And off I go. Correct. Oh well, but that'll make surfers feel a lot safer. Oh, anyway. Oh, it's amazing. Get it going ASAP. You know, yeah, look, we'll be putting them uh, down at the WSL tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably by next year we'll have one at the Margaret River Pro. And we'll definitely have one at J Bay. Oh, nice. Well, that was Lindsay Lyon, the CEO of Shark Shields. Thanks so much for explaining all about the Shark Shield for us, Lindsay. No, it's great, guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Perfect. It's great, great to see Australian companies doing such big things on the world stage. Oh, it's like, it's unreal. pioneering. And I'm certainly going to feel a lot safer when I go swimming if there's a, a nuclear shark shield just right. <laughs> covering the, the length I, of the beach. And I think Lindsay was the first guest we've, guest we've ever had who said gel-filled receptacle sensors <laughs> as well. Oh, no, second. I well, second I've, I've brought it up before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. Now, Will... Earlier in the week, Liam Flanagan, who calls footy for Triple M up north of the border, he takes care of all the GWS games and Sydney games and does an unbelievable job calling all those uh, footy games up in Sydney. Yep, he's a very bold operator for someone who's Sydney-based to just (laughs) put his hand up and say I'm an AFL supporter. Well, I I think he does come from Adelaide. You can hear him laughing G'day, G'day, Liam. Now, what gives you the right to call football games? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, that is uh, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a backhand on the intro there, boys. I am from Adelaide originally. Yep. I'm um, South Australian born and bred, so I moved up to the Harbour City, uh, and it was really easy for me to get a job up here because no one gives a stuff about footy. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm in. I call the footy up here for Triple M. Um, that's about the extent of my experience. But, what? yeah, sorry, go back. Well, you got in touch earlier in the week because you said you've got an idea that you needed to put forward to us. You had no other avenue to let this out. <laughs> and for, You can't share it in the office with anyone. Is the word the conduit? That's what we're going to be, the conduit for this idea. Yep. Yes. It's a, I've been sitting on this idea for a while. It's been, it's been percolating in the brain, marinating. Space Jam. Have mm. you seen the movie, boys? Now, I could almost recite it to you. I had it on VHS as yep. a kid. And it was a it was a family favourite that one. I reckon mm. I've seen it over fifty times. Fifty times. Now, when you raised the topic of <laughs> Space Jam to MJ, his eyes just sort of glazed over and his, gave it a oh yeah. yeah. MJ, have you not seen the movie? No, no, I've seen the movie. I just ha- I wouldn't have seen it in the last decade. And there's there's one thing that stands out for me, and that's how hot the female Bugs Bunny is. Oh, uh, Lola. Lola. That's- Lola. <laughs> 
Yeah, that you're a weirdo, MJ. That's yeah. not what I was going for, mate. Will, well, I'll talk to you then, mate. An animated animal. Well, yeah. it's, it's weird because it was just Bugs Bunny with lipstick and a bow tie on yeah. the head, but she was so much older than Bugs Bunny. It's true. But, but it wasn't. that wasn't the idea I had going around in my head about Space Jam. What okay. I, what's been sitting in my head is the idea hmm. of the Space Jam concept, which is that essentially aliens go to Earth, uh, Michael Jordan has to save the world in a game of basketball. Yeah. Mm. And I've been thinking about this from an AFL perspective. What would my Space Jam team be if aliens came to Earth, they landed in Australia, they landed in Melbourne at the mm. MCG and challenged us to a game of sport to save for the Earth? Mm. And I have, over the period of many, many months, put together <laughs> put together my Space Jam AFL team, the team yeah. I would pick yep. to save the Earth. Now, we've got a copy of this team. And so, it, so are these the players that the aliens would steal the power from? No, no, no. no. That's no, no, that no. was my thought initially. No, no, no. But this look, is, it's, it, it's more of a rolling all Australian team, from what I can gather. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's. It's not quite the all Australian team because, as you've as you've seen from the team I've sent through, there are some notable omissions. Like you know, let me run the. Basically, yeah. this is to save the earth. You now, go line line by line. Now I'm, but just to set it up, my selection policy of this team. I'm not worried about the players getting along. They don't have to like each other. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not worried about. There's no game style either in this game. Yeah, yeah. Because this is. I'm not developing a Hawthorne system where players can come in and out each week. There is no next week. This yeah. is a one-off game to save the earth. That's true. Uh, oh, okay. So, yes, and the other thing that's important to know here, mm. which is mainly a point for one particular player that I picked. The aliens that are playing against us, they have no prior knowledge of these players. Yeah. So they don't know that Danger's the best player in the game. All they, right? They don't know that, um, you know, uh, Luke Hodge likes to line people up on goalposts and exactly. dirty tactics, Sam Mitchell with a knee, things like that. Exactly. Okay. So, well, look, and look, I haven't picked Sammy Mitchell, but you mentioned the bloke who I have uh, I've picked, and I'll start from the fullback line, um, Luke Hodge. He's yeah. also my captain, I think. And I wouldn't, the, I wouldn't if disagree. If it's on the line, he's yeah. the bloke you want leading the team. 100%. Okay. Absolutely. So I, I agree. The fullback line, Luke Hodge, Alex Rance, no-brainer. Yep. Rob, Robbie Tarrant is the other one I pick. Yeah, look, I've got to apologise to Daniel Talia. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jake Lever is another one. But Robbie Tarrant, I just reckon, look, Alex Rance is going to bob up, do the intercept stuff, leave his player. Hodge is yeah. going to lead the line. I need someone. I'm reckoning mm. the aliens have got a big power forward. Yeah, they and, would, yeah, for they sure. And Robbie Tarrant's my man to muscle up goal square if they yep. play him deep. Yep. yep. So, I like so he would have stolen the talent from, say, your, your Tom Lynch type. And then exactly. you've just you've just got a big six foot five alien that you just need someone to clamp down on. Correct. And Robbie, Robbie Tarrant's your man. Okay. Robbie Tarrant. We'll go to the half back line now. I've got <laughs> Zach Tui. Yeah. Zach Tui. Yeah. Uh, International flavour. Like exactly. Yeah. Well, I yeah. just reckon if they start if they start hearing an Irish accent out there, it's going to yeah. throw them Confuse for a moment. Them. Yeah, I, like no. it. I like yeah. it. But I also like the idea of Zach Tui just bombing him from sixty. Yeah. Um, yep. Michael Healy picks himself yeah. at the yep. moment, um, and Heater Shaw because I need. A player in my side to get on the lip, yeah. Yep. And I reckon Heater is going to absolutely. You imagine yep. the ammo he's going to have yep. to throw at these alien players. It's going to be <laughs> perfect. And surely they they would have seen the smother of the millennium. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, the, uh, I think the aliens would. <laughs> they would. That, that news travels far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, smother, um, that smother made it light years work. <laughs> so that's my back six. I'll just stop you there, Liam. Do you mind hanging around? This is going to take a while to get through this entire team. <laughs> Because we've got the halfbacks to get through, the centre line, the full forward line. The amount of analysis we've done already on we'll, the back six. We'll be back after this to get through the rest of Liam Flanagan's. What's it called? The Space Jam team, Liam? Space Jam team. And there's a, boys, as I mentioned, there's a big selection controversy coming on the bench. Oh, so okay. That's up next on the Greenfield Post here on Triple M.
And MJ, we're joined by Liam Flanagan in Sydney, who's running us through his all-galaxy team to take on potential aliens in a Space Jam-type scenario. Yeah, that's right, Liam. So this is the team you'd pick if there was a one-off game to save the Earth, Space yep. Jam style. I'll race through them. I'm going yep. to give you. I'm going to run through the center line into the forward six. Here we go. Yep. Center line: Tom Scully, yep. Dustin Martin, Marcus Bontempelli. Uh, the forward six. Here we go. Now you can see I've picked a forward six for speed. Yep. Orazio Fantasia, Buddy yep. Franklin, Dane Zorko, oh, yep. Eddie Betts, Joe Danaher, Anthony McDonald, Tip, and Woody. Gee whiz, yeah. that is a tough forward line to stop. It's quick. It's quick. But then you, you, you think if you had Robbie Tarrant, Alex Rance, and Luke Hodge, they'd, yep. they'd have nightmares over trying to yeah. stop that sort of lineup. Yeah, well, they don't have to play against them. This is the beauty yeah. of the and team. Orazio Fantasia could easily be like a character in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy or something. <laughs> He, he, he sounds like a loony tune. Yeah, he does. Exactly. He does, exactly. He? He, he's perfect. <laughs> All right. My ruck to start the game, Mummy. Big Mummy. Yeah. He's going he's oh, to bring, yeah. bring you, the you pain. Need, you need an enforcer. Yeah. Absolutely. Then I've got uh, Danger and Joel yeah. Selwood. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Danger Wood. Yeah. Now, now, my bench. This is where it gets controversial. Well, yep. Jerry, Mim, Jerry Mim McGovern, I think yep. he's a bit of a utility and go back and forward for us. Now, I found that one odd. Jerry, Jerry McGovern? You want Jerry McGovern to take yeah. on the aliens? Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I reckon there's a lot of bigger names that could... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're not going to like the next one then, speaking of bigger names. Caleb Daniel also yeah. makes my bench. Yeah. Robbie Gray, bit, well, a bit of magic up forward. I don't yeah. mind the Caleb Daniel selection because if you cast your mind back to Space Jam, that little mouse, I think... Uh, no, Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird scored a basket. Tweety Bird. Caleb <laughs> Daniel is the think, Tweety Bird of this side. they couldn't catch him. The aliens were too big. <laughs> and he just snuck under the radar. Yeah. I think go. that's where Caleb fits in, yeah. Now, the, here's, the, here's the team change that yep. I mentioned to you boys previously. Uh, Paddy Ryder was originally on my bench. I thought about it, and yep. I made a late change. It mm. stunk Paddy a bias for mine. Paddy, Paddy Ryder has been dropped. Yep. yep. Majak Door comes in. Oh wow! Majak Door. Door. Door comes in because I'm now let me let yeah. me explain. If the aliens run out on the field, they look at Majak and they go, "He's the best player on this field." Oh wow! Oh, yeah, now Bruce point. has made that comment before yeah. when he took that mark of it, the year. It will take them at least until halftime to figure out that he is not the best player on the field. <laughs> You've sent in a decoy. I like uh, it. Uh, Majak is in there as yeah. a bit of a decoy no, for the aliens. Yeah, you've swung me. I Actually, like no, it. I'm happy with that selection. That's so brilliant. Mag Congratulations, Majak. You've made the Space Jam team. Yeah. And here's the other late change I had. I originally yeah. had Alistair Clarkson as the coach of this side. Well, that, he yeah. picks himself up as well. Yeah. I've dropped him. That's I've dropped unbelievable. Him. He's the best coach of all time. Yeah, you need him there. If the, if the world is on the line, you want Alistair Clarkson up front. Yeah, I, I think nah. it's silly. No, nah, I've dropped him. I've brought a bloke out of retirement for the coaching spot. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Blight. Gee whiz. Gee. Let me explain why. There's also, it's a bit similar to Magic Door here. Yeah. Malcolm oh. Blight, Malcolm Blight made, I want to play, I want to coach on the day who can think his way through and make the big tactical calls to save the earth here. Yeah. Mm. 97 grand final at the MCG. Shane Ellen kicked five goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I want a coach who's prepared to put Shane Ellen as your spearhead. That's Malcolm Blight. Yeah. And if you also remember, Michael Blight, Malcolm Blight also threw Trent Orman-Allen into a ruck roll at one point in his career. He had the audacity to give David Pitnam a serve and send him to half back, where he relived his career, revived his career and won two premierships. That's the sort of coach I want coaching the alien team, the Ma Space Jam team. Malcolm Blight also uh, sent Aaron Keating into the ruck, who won a premiership in his third game and then retired. Uh, no, was that? Yeah, it was Aaron Keating. Clark's Clark Keating's brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. Clark played An all his career. Spud of a player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tell you, know, you what, Aaron Keating almost made the side. <laughs> <laughs>
in the Majak role. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is my Space Jam team. Unfortunately, yeah. no one from St Kilda, no one from the Gold Coast, no one from Melbourne, Frio, or Collingwood. Or right. Well, I think Jeremy Howe goes in. Who are you taking out for Jeremy Howe? Um, yeah. MJ just wants an Robbie inter- Tarrant intergalactic screamer. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not taking Robbie Tarrant. When they bring down their big, heavy, full forward, Tony Lockett style, yeah. I need a big man mountain to wrestle down in the goal square, MJ. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think you're going to talk him out. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Malcolm Blight decide. I think he's had this locked in for a while. <laughs> we'll have to get Malcolm on the line to see what he reckons. But, boys, that is my Space Jam team. Feel free to, you know, if any of your devoted listeners have got their own versions or things that the players they think have to be included, I'd yep. be interested to hear. But that's the team that's going to save the earth. I think... I think you're pretty much on the money. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think, I think it's eighty percent there. I think Jesse White probably stiff to me. <laughs> if we're talking decoys, let's throw two in there. Thanks so much for your time, Liam. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, I've really enjoyed tonight. Yeah, it's been I, a nice, fun show. I think, as we said early on. When your team wins on the day, yep. it makes coming in here to talk about sport a lot easier. Well, I've been on big footy. I'm just going through every page of the, <laughs> of the positives thread on the Brisbane Lions yeah. board. It's good fun. It it's is. winning. Oh, it's the you, best. You can tell that we're both inexperienced in the, <laughs> in the, uh, in the craft. Hasn't happened much for me this year as a colleague with oh, supporter, that's for sure. It's been a while for me as well. Mm. But anyway, mm. I noticed a very funny post that's gone up on the Carlton Football Club official Facebook page. Yep. So obviously visitors can post to a, a club's page. Yeah. And Carlton had a very bitter loss to the Lions up there, the wooden spoon favourites at the minute. Was it though? Oh, they were they were blown off the park. They were down by yeah. ten goals in yeah. the third quarter. But in terms of upsets go, Brisbane beating Carlton isn't in well, the yeah. top ten in the season. We're only paying two twenty or something. Yeah. It's not like it was outrageous. Carlton but aren't anyway, great. <laughs> this bloke. I won't say his name, but it's a very, it's a public post. It's got 3,000 likes. 3,000? 3, <laughs> I've been tracking it the last three hours. When did he post it? Three hours ago. Oh. So, I, yeah, I don't know when that would have happened, but mm. uh, it's been a very bad day for this bloke. And I've been in contact with him. I really wanted to chat to him, but I think he's just broken. So, first of all... So, you've messaged him on Facebook to try and get him on the show? Yep. And it, and he he yeah he wasn't really into it. Not into okay. That but that's his prerogative. Yeah, you know? of course. Because <laughs> can't make to, people come on. Fair to say he's a broken man at the mm. minute. So here's after the photo. losing to Brisbane. I'm just show, I'm showing you my laptop. Sh- well played. I'm showing you my laptop. It's a it's a burning Carlton membership. So it's a 2017. <laughs> he's lit. He's got his um, bic lighter out. He's got out the bic and he's lit a corner of his membership. And he's lit Patrick Cripps. <laughs> And then burning. posted that to the Carlton page. Yeah. And so, I can see a lot of writing next to the post. What does it say? So it's <laughs> I imagine it's not positive. Silver member 2017. <laughs> you keep telling us, Patience, <laughs> that it's all about development. Today we've gone back times 10. I cannot go on any longer. It's quite, <laughs> well, it's really? quite over the top. Yeah. <laughs> this picture represents a broken man. <laughs> Certainly oh. does. And then he goes on to say mm. how they've got all these new coaches and they've traded out all their forwards, mm. get, get all these number one draft picks. Yeah. I'm continually let down season after season. I've been conned into thinking it's going to turn around soon. Uh, I think we're three plus years of playing finals. Then Cruiser, Gibbs, Murphy and Simpson will be gone. We'll be stuck at the bottom again, promising our supporters that we're building. You have lost an 18 plus year member. <laughs> that is cold. Uh, What's this guy's name? Don't give his last name, but what's his first name? His name's Jaden. Now, Jaden, <laughs> as an... <laughs> oh, hang on, you got the tee off? Well, 
as an outsider, I'm not a Carlton supporter, but looking yeah. in, I'd say that Carlton are in the best position they've been in in a decade. They have a very promising list. Apart from when maybe Judd came across, it was looking yeah. good then. But in, at least in the last five, six years, Carlton are playing better footy than they have in ages. They have a great midfield. They've got Jacob Wiedering, who's a weapon. Mm. Patrick Cripps will be one of the best players in the comp in a few years. Yeah. Charlie Kerno's Charlie Kerno star. looks great. <laughs> I think Gibbs, this guy needs you've had one bad game and you've <laughs> lit your membership on fire. It offends me as a Lions supporter to think that we're that bad. This is what we do to clubs. <laughs> we break we break supporters. And yeah, and people aren't happy with them. The, the comments, because there's three and a half thousand comments mm. and they're all along the line of just, come on, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's one loss. Yeah. Just pull your head in. We don't need you. If, you. if that's what it takes to jump off the bandwagon, then you're not a true supporter, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Imagine him during the um, salary cap issues. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him in 2002. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine if he'd gone through the bloody drugs crisis that Essendon's Oh, if, imagine if he was an Essendon oh, supporter. Jeez, imagine the amount of... What's his name again? Jaden. Jaden, put your matchbox away. Yeah, Jaden, put away your bick. Yeah. Just light up a dart like <laughs> the rest of us. Delete and... that post and just move on with your life. <laughs> anyway. And that's the... what we're going to do now as well. Move on with our lives, Will. Yep. Um, and uh, wrap the show up. I, I don't think so. I'm going to just savour this victory a little longer. As a, well, we've got, what, seven more days until Brisbane lose again? Yeah. <laughs> so until then, it's just going to be yeah. uh, riding a high. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. Thanks to Liam Flanagan for coming on. Of course. Thanks to old mate from Shark Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Forgotten his name. Yeah, he was good, the Shark yeah. Shield man. <laughs> Mr. Shield. Uh, and please check out our Facebook page. Yeah, Will and MJ. Will and MJ. It's good. You know that Brad Scott video? Yeah. It's got 60,000 views. Oh, well done. That was it. some of MJ's finest work. Yeah, it's up there on the page now if you didn't see it. And also download the podcast if you mm. didn't catch the whole and show. And subscribe in iTunes. Subscribe and please Jeez. leave a rating. Jeez, we're getting bossy towards it. <laughs> just let everyone live it's their just, life. It's just a commands list. Yeah, this no, I know. How we wrap up the show. Anyway, yeah. this has been Will and MJ on Triple M, and I hope you have a good weekend. We'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday night. We sure will. Tune in if you want. Oh, do whatever you want.